You're listening to the Kanks Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KanksCast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we, are, we are coming off of a really fun episode just a few days ago where Ryan and I came on right before the draft and talked about all the hot topics in Kingsland. Look forward to the draft and talk about some exciting things we might see this offseason. If you are looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever get your podcast bringing to my co-host today as always ryan what's good what's going on uh excited to do this one today it's you know it, it's been a crazy crazy like last week all the rumors are flowing nothing really much has happened um so i'm sure I, i'm still positive that something is going to happen so i i kind of just want to fast forward like two three weeks dude and get all this shit over with um and then you know kind of let the dust settle and and see where we're at from there. But I'm excited, man. Like I said on the last pod uh, earlier this week, it's this is really one of my favorite times of the year. You know, the you know right before the start of the new league year, um, draft time, free agency. It's just a it's a really fun time because there there is that optimism. You know, You're, you know, there's just that hey, the, look what the Kings could do. You know, look what we can do. So um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here, man. Let's get this going. Um, no beer crack today. Well, we're doing this one in the, in the morning. I like the morning podcast. We're doing this Sunday morning at like, uh, I think I hopped on at 7.45. So, I don't know, Ryan. I'm drinking can, ginger tea. What are you drinking? Yes, I, I am drinking a LaCroix uh, Pure sparkling water. No flavor. I really like sparkling water. I guess they're out of cans. I guess I could start cracking that if we're going to do these in the mornings. Sorry, guys. I'm not a degenerate. I don't drink, uh, I don't drink beer at 7.45 in the morning, although I'd like to. Uh, you know, I, I, that just sounds depressing to me. I feel like I, that, that would take me down a spiral. Uh, you know, I, I got a kid nowadays. I, I can't do stuff like that. Yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to give that explanation because you went on a nice streak there for a while where you were cracking the, the beers. But I like the morning podcasts. Uh, get the day started right with King's Cast. You said that you said something there like nothing's really happened. Well, I have to I have to check you and say things have happened because we did the episode the day before the draft. So they had the draft, the trade, and a failed trade, which that's oh those are things. But I hear what you're saying in that well, nothing major's happened in that. Buddy Hill's not traded. Holmes is still undecided. The Harrison Barnes, uh, we don't really know. So I think that's what you mean by that, right? Well, what I mean by it is, okay, everybody knew we had a pick, okay? We, we didn't make that. The last time we did the pod, um, you know, nobody's been, we got Tristan Thompson, that's it. You know, like we had a pick, Buddy didn't move like everybody thought. Bagley hasn't been moved. It's not like we made a huge move and brought in, you know, the Kuzma Montres Harrell and the 22nd pick like everybody thought was going to happen, which literally, from what it sounds like, 
happened kind of and then didn't happen um the, the lakers just bamboozled us again um so that, that's what i meant you know it, there was so much rumors there were so much just breaking news this this is what's happening kings are close you know and for nothing to happen except for tristan thompson is kind of just I, I was ready man i was like getting ready i'm like all right cool i'm, I'm let me start seeing you know let me, let me start thinking of scenarios where sacramento can be successful in this and for, for it not to happen was kind of just Okay, it is what it is, right? Let's, the let's uh, the Lakers just really blue balled the I hate buddy fan club <laughs> on, on Kingsland. They just blue balled the shit out of them. Like it, you know, the I hate buddy healed fan club. I think friend of the show Chris B kind of coined that. He was the first one to coin that on Kingsland. Um, and it's it's all those guys on there who just no matter what it, it was always Buddy Heald's fault. It's always trade Buddy. Let's get rid of him for nothing. Let's start off uh, the topic right there, Ryan, because this is a fun one. I always we I always like to talk about Buddy Heald because we've been so such the contrary to the takes out there, and uh, I think there's two things to this. Uh, which we I'll let you break down the trade, but the point I wanted to make was about his just overall value. KC's been riding with us for the longest time about him. He's probably the only guy out there that's with us campaigning like this. And it's really, we've said before, it's it's like shooters, valuing how there's just a lot of value on shooting in the league. I was listening to a little, little podcast this week. I, I don't remember who. I think it was Colin Coward. He was he was having someone on his, his podcast, and they were talking about how of all the skill sets the entire NBA right now, shooting is the number one thing that teams need. And it it, it goes to show, you know, People hate Buddy Hill because of the efficiency, whatever, all, all that stuff. They hate on him, right? But the guy plays a lot of minutes, and he shoots crazy, crazy high rate, you know, at volume. And um, I think that's why the Lakers would were willing to give up, which I think was a kind of a decent amount for him, right? Um, I, I think I learned about, well, shooting I've always kind of valued, and we've always known that, so that's not really the case. I mean, going back to, like, the last bunch of years, like, J.J. Redick was starting on those teams for a lot of years. But really, it was it was the, what was it, Kev, no, who was it, Ryan, that, that went to, I don't want to blow it, he went to the Clippers last year from Detroit. Um, um, what's Luke his Kennard? name? Yeah, Luke Kennard, dude. Luke Kennard got paid, what, $15 million? And Luke yeah, Kennard, four years, $60 mil. I would, dude, Luke Kennard is... <laughs> Dude, if he was in like 2002, he'd be, I don't know, who would he be? Like Bob Sura or something? You know what I mean? Like that guy got paid a lot of money. And if Luke Kennard's getting paid $15 million by contenders, I mean, it just goes to show the value Buddy Heald had. So the, all these takes, which I thought they were laughable the whole time, but these takes that the Kings were just going just gonna to get rid of Buddy Heald just to, just to fucking get rid of him. I mean, that those takes were always asinine. It just goes to show this, this past trade. On the the, I would consider it a bit of a haul for Buddy Hield, which if everybody hates on, we're we're willing to give him away for literally nothing. Like people were saying, just get rid of him as a salary camp dump to get a potentially have gotten Kuzma, Harrell, uh, a first round pick. I mean, those were that, that that that's that's a little bit of a haul for a guy that you guys think that was just a salary cap dump. So I hope that puts in perspective, you know, what do you think about the trade that didn't go through altogether? Because last year we were trying to say trade bogey for Kuzma around those, around those, uh, that deadline and people were crushing that. Did all it didn't get through? Did you like the pieces? Yeah, I, I had kind of, you know, I, I really value, really value buddy healed, especially on this roster. You know, if you were going to bring in, um, you know, with the roster, the way that it's set now, and if you were to lose Kuzma and Harrell, uh, or if you were to gain Kuzma and Harrell and lose Buddy, not a lot of shooting left on this roster at all. 
you know, not a lot of shooting. So that I was, you know, initially that's what I thought of. But then, um, you know, one thing that me and you have always harped on is having quality NBA players on a roster, you know, being 10 deep. Um, and that would have got us there. Having some size, that would have got us there. Having a wing, um, you know, like Kuzma, somebody who could play the three and the four, um, plays plays pretty damn good defense um, and is young, affordable. Um, I really warmed up to the situation, and I had kind of talked myself into like, all right, cool, let's see where we move from here now. Um, you know, you get a six-man of the year, Montres Harrell. Uh, you know, I, I think the move then would have been to um, – you know, you would have had to go and got a big man. That kind of would have shut the door. That move right there would have shut the door on bringing Rashawn Holmes back. Um, Sacramento ultimately, obviously, didn't make it. They wanted to. The Lakers pulled uh, pulled out at the last minute. Um, but I, I did like it. And it's good that you brought up, um, you know, people saying he has, but he has no value. Man, that's a hell of a haul. That same haul, essentially, you know, minus Contavious Caldwell Pope, got you Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? An MVP, a guy who averaged a triple-double, and people say whatever he wants. The guy's a goddamn superstar and a top-five point guard of all time by the time it's all said and done. Like, that's, you know, for people who who say otherwise are just stupid, okay? Um, it, I, I really think Buddy does have a lot of value, um, and I think people around the league really do see that. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it was a good – it was potentially a good move, man. That, that would have set us up uh, depth-wise, you know, for the rest of the season. Which was like the biggest problem the last two years it's now. Huge. It's been the depth issue. Like no, the Kings like rolling out there with, with six people and uh, Kojo. You know, last year until they traded him, and, and that's pretty much it. you can't expect them. The fact that they even like won the amount of games that they did and were and were kind of close to the play in and all that the last year is kind of amazing considering the lack of depth and and adding. I, I'm I'm with you in that. Because we did, we okay, we talked about this uh, last Wednesday, right? When we talked about the looming Buddy Hill stuff, we had kind of, we were like anti trade Buddy Hill going into last year. And we've laid all that out. But a lot of our reasons was we just wanted to see him play a full year with Fox and all these guys and just like play consistently and see what happens. Because the last year, I think the year before that was kind of trash how they used him. Um, but like, we're not tied to anything and we're not, we always say, Ryan, like we take it from our guy, uh, Colin Coward, right? Which is like, we don't, fall in love with players we fall in like except for De'Aaron Fox I fall I'll fall in love with De'Aaron Fox I'm just gonna put that out there uh yeah I'm a big fan but uh pretty much everybody else is always expanded ex- uh, uh, tradable I guess right and so that's why we wanted to see it last year and we were, we didn't think it makes sense but people are like you gotta trade him now before he loses value and it was always the thing with Buddy Hill was like that guy's on a de-escalating contract year over year and he's a shooter and he's not that old so it's like the guy's pretty much gonna have value throughout the, his entire contract. And to be honest, towards the, he gets to the end of the contract, he might even hold a little bit more value if he keeps playing at the level he's playing. And so that whole thing never made any sense to me. But now that we get to the offseason, like we said, we're more open to the, we're, you know, we're about getting the Kings better. And so uh, that's all we ever said, you know. So giving him away for nothing was stupid. But getting a, a young wing scorer, I'm pretty sure Kyle Kuzma averaged like 16, 18 points a game one year, right? He, he's a wing scorer, which are hard to come by. I mean, right, he's kind of like, a, he's, you know, him and Harrison Barnes, kind of similar, I guess. And then the Harrell, Kings never, Kings haven't had a guy like Harrell, I mean, I don't know, going way back, right? 
I mean, having a guy like that come off the bench, it would have been it, it made it made sense. And that's what I said. We were we were open to that. And I guess that hopefully that shows around because we've been such a people like to call us, I guess, apologists or buddy hill defenders or whatever the hell you want to call. It. But I hope that that our take on this kind of shows that that's not necessarily the case. It's just that we want the respected value in return and not just some not Matisse Thibel who averages like two points a game just because you don't like him. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't know that that's kind of the wrap on that. Um, I want to ask you something though, cause I haven't really talked to you. Hey, do you think that, what do you, you like the Russell Westbrook to the Lakers though? You think that makes them legit? Um, no, I, I just think I, I, who the fuck is, you know, who's going to shoot the three, man. That's the problem. It's a huge, that's the way of the NBA. Obviously, dude, they're going to be good. If I had to put my money on it, everybody's healthy. Okay. Lakers, Nets in the finals next year. Okay. Not an idiot. Right. Everybody, you know, you that big three is, is absurd, you know, but I just, I don't, honestly, I really think that Buddy Heald to the Lakers would have been better for them because of his shooting and they would have been able to retain Contavious Caldwell Pope. I heard, I heard, I was talking about listening to that podcast. I actually heard a number of like, this is not Sacramento bias people. These are like national people who don't give one shit about Sacramento. And a lot of them actually said that they were saying like, I kind of liked Buddy Heald to Lakers better than, than Russell Westbrook because of the fit. Yep. Because it, uh, like I said, the lower cap hit and, I think the thing about Buddy Heald is that um, his role in Sacramento is has been like we always say it's all, it's all about like what guys' skill sets are and allowing them to play to their skill set. We start asking him to do a lot more, then that's where you kind of have problems, and that's kind of been Buddy Heald's tenure here. So by that, I'm saying we've said that Buddy Heald's like a three or four, but he's like an elite three or four. And so if you were to throw that guy in the Lakers, he'd be a true. Three. And like he said the other day, if that guy went to the Lakers, he'd be hitting shots who were just wide ass open and he'd be way more efficient. Way and I think people saw that. And so, um, I don't know. I think that my, my take on the whole that trade the, the Lakers made is that I think with injuries to, to Davis and then with LeBron just getting older, I think that they kind of value a guy who's can go in there and just muscle through those gritty games in the winter that they don't, you know, and can kind of carry them. You know, that's 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 probably the reason. And the Lakers are never done. So not to spend too much time on that, but I just was curious what you thought about that. Um, the all right, let's talk about like a well, let's do the draft next, Ryan. Let's do the draft next, because the draft is pretty important. And the Kings uh, made a pick at nine. And for some reason, like, all right, some reason everybody doesn't like it. And I don't know why it is, dude, that you and I are. It seems like on most takes, it, I feel like we're being pranked. You know, like we 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 don't agree with any like every all the takes are crazy. We're like, are we nuts? Like we're the only ones with this take right now. Why were so people so many people hating on it? You know, they're hating on too many guards. Okay, you can clear that up. Why that that's a stupid take. Um, and then I, I don't know what what was your thought on the, on the, all the negative stuff around the draft. Well, you know, the, the too many guards take stupid because they already fixed that and they already got rid of DeLon Wright, who, okay, DeLon Wright's cool. He's all right, player. You're paying him, I think, $8 million, okay? Don't need to pay that guy $8 million. There, he's gone. Cool. Now you now you went and, and, and filled up a deficiency on the team, you know, by getting Tristan Thompson. But it's very clear what Sacramento is doing. They're trying to get better on defense. They're trying to offer. Okay, they're the worst defensive team in the history of the NBA last season. All right, 
and they they really in a matter of two days fixed that issue i think not completely but they've gotten closer to where all right i think sacramento will probably be you know middle of the pack defensively now um I don't understand why people don't like this. You know, everybody always says, get the best player available, get this, you know, don't don't draft for needs. They didn't draft for need, okay? So they obviously drafted this guy thinking he is the best player available. He, he This is the guy that's the best player available. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I, I really, I don't understand it. Like you said, I, I, I don't know. I, are we being pranked? Are we, are we crazy? But I really feel like this was a good move. Sacramento's going for... Hey, this is going to be the identity of our team, and uh, I, I know for sure there's other moves coming. So I'm I'm sure they're just going to double down on that. So, you know what it is? It's that this. Okay, I, I as you were talking, I was I was trying I was thinking about it. And here's here's what I, here's what I think. Okay, what I think is that when you draft in the top ten, fans just fans. Let's get this out of the way. Fans and then a lot of bloggy people they fucking love the draft, dude. Everyone loves the draft because they think it's just the it's. It, you're just getting that player who's going to come in and start right away and is going to turn the key and, and, and just take that franchise to the next level. In the NFL, that occurs, right? So that's the thing. That's the thing. We're big NFL guys. In the NFL, you could draft guys literally at any round and they can come in and make a huge impact and change the entire team. Like, you know, let's let's pick a guy off the top of my head, like Darius Leonard for the Colts. That guy came in, you know, he was like, a, I think, a mid-round pick. He comes in, and he's like, dude, best linebackers in the league all of a sudden. You know, so people get see shit like that, and then they, and they, and they think that translates into the NBA draft. And the NBA draft is just really not like that. The NBA draft, they're drafting them so young. Um, there's not that many players who can take over. Um, and, and... Like the the game from the col- from college basketball to the NBA, I just don't think translates right away. It's more skill set stuff that translates. So I think everyone gets so hyped about the draft that they think we got to draft this player who's going to come in and start. And and you see that you saw that um, you know last year with Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, he's got to start right away and do all. It's like no, he came off the bench and just played a role, and he's probably going to keep doing that until at some point he can start and really play to that level. And so that's where I think you and I always think that. And I think I forget that about that. Some people think, Oh, we need to get a, we need to get a superstar. And we just drafted a guy who's going to come off the bench probably for the next couple of years. And I think this is what the draft is. And I said, that's why I think the hashtag TTP plus package of players, always something we, we talk about accelerating rebuilds and stuff, because we realize that. So, if, you know, if you really want a guy who's going to change the franchise, if you really want a guy who's going to start, then you need to trade the pick and package him with someone to do it. But those are so hard to make that it generally doesn't happen. I mean, teams would love to do that. There's all kinds of rumors about the Kings wanting to trade this pick this last go around, you know. But Damian Mitchell, yeah, he's a guard. He's probably not going to start. But, uh, you know, one thing that he he falls into, Ryan, that we've been talking about for forever is versatility of lineups and depth those two things so if 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 you ask king's cast what's been the problem with the kings the last two years it's, it's they have no depth and they have no versatility in their lineup at all like when you're a bad team or a mid-round team or competing team whatever you want to categorize the kings right you have to be able to roll out there with different lineups every matchup and, and play to your matchups and play strengths in your matchups to win games right you can't roll out there like the 
like the 2010s uh, Warriors with the same lineup every night or the Lakers, same lineup every night and just crush everybody. That's not where you're at. You need to have different guys who can do different things in different parts of the game, especially when people get injured. And the Kings have not been able to do that. So Davion Mitchell can come in and he can just come in and they can do three guard lineups. If someone gets hurt, he could play. You know, they, they, they could do all kinds of sorts of different things and they're just better for it. And that's realistically what you get in a rookie and a rookie. You know what I mean? And and the thing is with the, with the Kings draft this year is they drafted 22-year-olds, which means that they were in college for a minute, uh, which shows that they are not looking to draft some 18-year-old lanky dude who has a who struggles to get 0.5 grams of protein per body you know, weight in right away. They don't need that shit. They need, they need guys who can come in and, like, play, not some guys they need to come in and, and have them eat food and train. You know what I mean? They're not at that point, and I like that, if anything. Yeah, uh, I think he's younger than Marvin, or he's older than Marvin Bagley. I think that's what I saw. I, I think that's a, but it's it's fine. It's fine. And see, that's what the problem is. You know, if this guy goes and plays ten years in the NBA, he's thirty two years old. What else? What else do you want? You know, guys, they, they, everybody just wants that eighteen year old who's going to be on our team and carry our franchise, like LeBron has done for franchises. You know, for this amount of years. You know. 18-year NBA veteran. Nah, that's not how things work, you know. If we can get eight years out of this guy at, at a pretty high level, that's successful. Um, and he's going to come in, and he's going to play right away. I don't see him having, you know, those games where he plays 10 minutes, you know, the rookie, you know. I, I don't know how much of a rookie wall he's going to hit. The guy is mature. He's older. And people forget, didn't he just win a national championship? <laughs> you know, like, didn't, didn't he just take a Baylor team to the national championship? So, um, I'm excited. It's a good move. It's a good move. Yeah. People, people are gonna hate on on everything. So yeah, and, and you just you don't even get too excited. I, I don't get too excited about it because I just don't overhype rookies. I don't. We we talked about that before the draft. Remember we gave a little PSA. You know we just don't over we don't overhype rookies. It's just they are what they are, and and occasionally you get lucky and you draft a guy who is really impactful. I'm looking Ryan at the uh, last couple uh, ninth overall picks, and it's kind of it's kind of funny. You know I didn't do this before, but. Um, this goes to show, like, if you can get a guy who can, who can even contribute right away, that's great. Um, Kevin Knox, 2018. I can never say this dude's name in 2019, Ryan. Rich Hugh-Murria. I, I don't know. It's not even in front of my face. Um, Rui, Rui uh, Hushimara from the yeah, Wizards? Yeah, dude, I can't even read. Jesus Christ. Yeah, from the Wizards. And then uh, I think Denny Avito was the year after. I mean, that's, that's the last three years. Those are literally three guys who, I mean, dude from the Wizards, I think, plays a little bit. But it's like you're not really, I don't know, you're not getting any crazy contributions from those guys. None of those guys are turning your franchise around. Rui, Rui Hushimara, okay, let's, all right, let's put some spread here, is good. He just got hurt last year. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Kevin Knox fucking sucks, dude. Kevin Knox, terrible. You know, fucking six foot seven wing who just yeah, that guy. I I I don't think that guy will be in the NBA too much longer. Uh, Denny Avija, yeah, which is crazy from, because he uh he he was kind of hyped coming out of college, Kevin Knox. Well, hey, that potential man. Oh, he's six foot seven. Hey, if he can get a little better of a ball handle, <laughs> if 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 he can get a better shot, you know, if if he he gets in the weight room and works hard, he can be an, a, a three and D guy. That's what yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's what it is. That's what these eighteen-year-olds are. They all have a, they. They're all lengthy. They all are athletic. They all can jump out the gym. But if they can develop a three-point shot, they'll be a they'll be a, a serviceable NBA player. That's you go look at all of them. That's all their weaknesses. Oh, this guy, you know, he his playmaking ability. He needs to get better on his playmaking ability. He needs to get a better uh, 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 basketball IQ. 
You know, he needs to finish a little better around the rim. He, he, who, we don't know if his three point shooting were translate. That's every single prospect, dude. You go look on their stuff. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. I was laughing. I saw a meme the other day and it was talking about, um, it was that like tr- making fun of, uh, of the, uh, draft projection stuff. And it, and it like list, it had a, like a fake player or maybe a real player. I don't know. And it was listing out all of the different things they need to work on. And, and it, it said like, so basically you just need to prove it, it basketball. <laughs> Cause it was literally, if he could handle, if he could shoot, if he had a basketball IQ, if he could play better defense, it's like, okay, so yeah, it was the Australian. Play- it was the six foot seven, uh, giddy. Is that his name? Whatever the six foot seven white dude from Australia, I forget I his name's slipping off the top of my head right now. But yeah, that that he was on there, and it was literally like, yeah. Uh, so what you're telling me is he just needs to improve at the game of basketball. <laughs> like, yeah, this that's is how they all are. I pulled up Kevin Knox's uh, draft pro comparison. He was coming out. It was Kelly Oubre, <laughs> and and this was the, this is what they're saying. He's raw. He doesn't turn 19 until August, so he has a lot of room to develop. Um, He's yeah. This is hilarious. He's a, he's a great scorer. He's on track to be a quality starter. I mean, that's that's what you're getting in the draft. Is all these like you said the the wishful thinking, the oh, all those man. promises. Yeah, and, and so because you know, because they all seem very minuscule when they say it by themselves. You know, oh he's young. He has time to improve. Oh he's on track to be a quality starter. Oh, the, but when you add all those things up, it's a lot of shit that they got to improve on. You know, and it's a lot of shit that they have to improve on within three years, because after that, you're not getting your contract picked up. You're not getting extension. And you're next thing you know, you're fucking moving on and you're not fully developed. You're 23 years old and then you're out the league. Well, look at look at Marvin. Look at Marvin Bagley. It's you know, look at that. You know, he's 22, right? He's 22. And it's at a point where fans are just completely upset and want to move off the guy. And, you know. It, it, it just that the whole the whole thing we've we've talked about over and over and over and i'm not trying to come on here and be like oh we're always right you know but it's just a take that just don't get so hyped for the draft and i don't get the hate for it you know what's going to happen here's what's going to happen my prediction ryan is we're going to get into the season and the kings haven't had a player like when's the, what's what's the last time the kings have had like a lockdown guard like Davion Mitchell. When's, when's the last time they had somebody like that, dude? Well, the the obvious one is Doug Christie, I guess you can say. But there's been defenders. You know, Ron Artest was, you know, played the wing. But they had, um, I don't know, Tyreek You're comparing Evans. them to, like, big-time players. Yeah, well, I know. But, I'm you know, I'm looking at, you know, Tyreek Evans played some D, big size. But nobody really liked him at 6'1", that I can think of, that played just straight defense like that. Yeah, doing windmill dunks and shit. Well, the reason I, I bring it up is like he's just a cool he's a cool player. And you know what? You know what? This might say this is my prediction. You know what? You Kings fans, you know what you love? Hustle guys, effort guys. Does all the you know the quote unquote the little things. You know that shit. Um, and I predict that everyone's just gonna love him because he's gonna go out there and play defense, which is different than anybody else on the team. And it's gonna be the if Buddy Hield ends up being on the roster, it's gonna be uh um. Oh, you know, he 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 he's better than Buddy because he plays D shit. You know, those those shitty takes, you know, that are out. I already saw I already saw a tweet about that that somebody already said he's better than Buddy. Yeah, well, you know, fuck off, I guess. <laughs> um <laughs> let's talk about the Tristan Thompson move that was made and then we're coming back out. We're getting blue balled again, boys. We're being told that the trade is maybe not entirely complete. I don't know what that's about. Um I'm gonna assume that a couple teams are trying to throw in 
some uh, some cap relief in there. Do you think there's a chance the Kings are trying to involve Marvin Bagley? I haven't seen any rumors, Ryan, but do you think there's a chance that they're trying to uh, include him in there to get the salary off or not? Nah? So, sorry, say that again. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was reading some Kings stuff real quick. Say it again. Do you think that there's a chance that in this trade, like the reason that Tristan Thompson deal is being held up right now is they didn't, they didn't say it says teams are trying to throw more pieces in. Do you think that there's a chance that the Kings are trying to include Marvin Bagley into dumping his salary? No, not in, I, I don't. I, Monty McNair has shown that he's not just going to dump players for salary. dude. He's just not just going to get rid of players just to dump salary. Okay, I, I don't think that's what's happening. I think Sacramento might be trying to... I don't know if it's Sacramento, but somebody within those teams is trying to possibly pull away John Collins. You know, somebody might be possibly trying to get Danilo Gallinari. Uh, you know, something like that's happening. Monty McNair has shown, I, I'm not in the business of dumping players just to dump players, especially 22-year-olds who are the number two pick in the draft who have a career average of 14 and a half and like eight and a half. Okay, he's not a fucking idiot. Um, he's not going to just go dump Buddy Heald. He's not going to just go dump Bagley. So I, I don't think that's the case. I think someone, um, the obvious thing is, you know, the obvious thing sticking out is, yeah, maybe somebody's trying to go get John Collins. Um, so, what about Cam Reddish? Yeah, what about Cam Reddish? What about Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish. Is I was it, just going to say that too. There was, there was some so I said, Cam Reddish. Know, yeah. So Cam Reddish is interesting, man. Um, Cam Reddish is six foot seven, 21 year old, um, uh, super athletic, right? Um, I, he has a lot of potential. He's a young guy, um, you know, 21 points in the elimination game in, in the playoffs this year. And, uh, you know, when you're Sacramento, the, he reminds me when Kevin Porter Jr. was let go of Cleveland and uh, they literally gave like a second round draft pickup for him. And I was thinking, you know, when you're Sacramento, and you're trying to fill out the rest of your roster with cheap guys. You go guys with, you know, high potential who can, you know, come in and 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 just do a little bit. You know, if they need to score, they can score, but they can come in and develop. And I think Cam Reddish is a guy that I've been on my, I've had on my radar that I thought they should have tried to trade a pick for um, a couple of days ago before the draft. I think Cam Reddish is solid. He's lengthy. Um, Sacramento obviously needs help at the wing um, behind Harrison Barnes, who plays hella hella minutes. Okay. So it's not like you're going to come in and, and ask Cam Reddish to uh, to play 30 minutes and I you're going to ask him to come in and play like 16 minutes, maybe, you know, so I, I like it, dude. If Sacramento can somehow pull Cam Reddish out of that, that that that'd be fantastic. But wishful, I, I think wishful, wishful thinking, thinking. wishful yeah. thinking. Um, let's talk about real quick about uh, Tristan Thompson. So Tristan Thompson, again, people, for some reason, people are upset that the Kings traded. We, we touch on it. They trade away DeLon Wright. Oh God, Jesus Christ, dude! Can people stop falling in love with role bunch of role players, especially a role player who's who's the let's put in let's put in context because nobody else when the people give opinions for some reason they just they don't put things in context. Ryan, uh, Delon Wright, expiring deal. Delon Wright, fifth guard on the team. Okay, um, the Kings, really pretty much no big man right now. Okay, so. When you trade DeLon Wright, your fifth guard on your roster, who's been here for a couple games, basically, who's a journeyman, cool player. I mean, I liked him, but it's like, cool, that's that's where that stops. And you're able to get uh, uh, basically a 30-year-old guy who's one of the better offensive rebounders in the league, who's had double-double seasons recently, 
on an expiring deal, like a big body to kind of fit a need. It makes sense, dude. It just makes sense. And it's not really a major move. Like you said, when we brought, when we started the episode, it's not major, but it's just something to put out there to have, to have more versatility in your lineup and add someone with a skill set that you didn't have and kind of get rid of an area where you were crowded. This whole thing, like, I, I unbelievable. People said the Kings traded away the best piece in the deal. The best, the best piece in the deal, Dolan Wright, dude. All of a sudden, I, I don't get it, man. Help, can you help me? Help me. I don't. He get wasn't it. gonna play. He wasn't gonna play in our roster, dude. That's what people. There's, Dolan Wright was a good player. He's a good player, but what people don't understand, okay? There's where is he gonna play at? Where is his minutes gonna come from? Sacramento was the worst defensive team in the league last year you had to go fill some of your deficiencies and they did that tristan thompson is a very very solid nba player dude he's extremely solid he's a big body he rebounds extremely well he plays defense okay it's 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 a no-brainer you just filled a huge hole okay and and if honestly hassan whiteside's not coming back chemezi met to rashawn holmes and Tristan Thompson. It's your big man. You know, formidable and, ver- formidable, formidable and versatile. And versatile. You know, you need big bodies, man. You need people when, you know, when Jonas Valanciunas comes to town and he's dropping fucking 35 on your head because you got nobody big down low to bang with him. You know, always, like you- always bet the over last year on Kings. Yes. Uh, Kings big uh, yes. centers. Anytime, numbers. dude. And, all right, so so there was a there was a game last year. Okay, Stephen Adams came to town. Okay, and it was I think it was Steve, it was either Stephen Stephen Adams or Valanciunas. Can't remember. Anyways, I I anytime a big center like that came to town, I literally took the over on the rebounds every time. I probably did this twenty times last season. Okay, and it was it was hilarious because Jonas I, I think it was Jonas Valanciunas and his rebounds were like ten and a half, dude. Motherfucker hit that in the first half. Hit it in the first half. Uh, like 16 rebounds against the Kings. It was hilarious. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm sitting at home just like, all right, cool. It's, this is, you know, Sacramento filled that. Okay, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, right? But I, I think he filled a huge hole. And and if something happens, you know, hope, you know, if, if, if a starter goes out, for Sean Holmes goes out, Tristan Thompson is capable of starting multiple games in a row in the NBA. Guy's an NBA champion. Okay, the guy has he he's carved out a very good role. The guy just gets a lot of hate too because the Kardashians too. I think that has a lot to play with it. Yeah, it's I've like seen it's, so many memes about the Kardashians are coming to town. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, it's like it's like he he's not a bum. Like, he's not a bum. You know, I don't get that. It makes it, it was just weird, and and it's not. That's the problem with when we do this, Ryan, is that people make these, they get all upset, and then we have to like defend the position, and, and then it. I don't. It's not like I'm loving Tristan Tristan Thompson like crazy amount. I'm not loving him, but it's just he is what he is. It's all role players being moved. It's about rounding off the top end of your roster, and I think it's it's. I just look at him. Are the Kings better for it? Is the player going to play? Are they going to contribute? Yeah, I'm cool not having the Stockton Kings as the bench next year. You know, and when you when you bring in Davion Mitchell and you get a Tristan Thompson and and potentially another move or two. That ensures that the Kings aren't going to have the Stockton Kings as their roster like we did last year, which means that, that the Kings are probably going to be a little bit better and formidable this year. And that's that's cool, you know? So I, I think it's 
funny for fans who have been rooting for a shit ass team for the last 15 years to all of a sudden act like they're too good for for minor moves, you know, and that all, every move needs to be a swing for the fences. And that's kind of the theme from today, whether it's from whether it's from Tristan Thompson or the draft. And then they all hate on Buddy. This is another one off tangenty here, but oh, they all hate on Buddy Heald and they but then when it comes and they hate on Marvin Bagley, right? But when it comes to rumors for Ben Simmons and players like that, who do they think is there, oh, we're going to trade we're going to trade Buddy Heald and and Bagley in the ninth pick. Like so you talk everyone's just crazy. They don't know they don't value their players. Um, they think they're deserving of all these hauls and everything, but the really minor moves is what makes teams better. Minor moves, depth, cap space, and Monty fucking gets it, dude. And that's where that's where for me I get excited is that he didn't get cr- capped crazy at the deadline and lock anybody up. All the moves he's done is for cap reasons, and and people say, well, you know, at the deadline the moves might prevent Holmes from coming back here, and it's like it's all about cap. It's not about this year. It's not about next year. It's about the year after, the year after, the year after. So you have flexibility to build your team around your superstar. Because if you look back to what happened during Demarcus Cousins's time here, they were terrible. They were not. They did not make the playoffs, and they were. If they looked at it, one of the worst cap managed teams in the NBA, leading up until when Vladi got here. Terrible cap management. All the way through, they were hugging the cap over whatever to the point when Vladi's first move, he had to trade all those players to Philadelphia with a pick swap and Stauskas, etc., because they had to just like free up some freaking money so they can do something, you know. And so, just value that. Stop looking at all the little role players. Look at the cap. I, I, I like it. I like that type of stuff, man. I don't think people think that way, you know. No, they don't. They don't at all. It's obvious. But yeah, they Sacramento. I, I'm, 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 you know, I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna close out right now, so I'm not gonna go on a tangent or anything. But let's just put, I'm, I'm happy with the way things have turned out the last few weeks. I, I, I like the Mitchell move. I like Bagley move, um, or not Bagley, Tristan Thompson move. Is little moves like that that are gonna, um, you know, put you, um, in in good position to win later on. You need depth, and they did that, and they got tougher, right? Like the Kings, dude, like a bunch of pussies, man. That's what everybody thought of, you know, a bunch of pussies. They don't play defense. They get beat up in the paint. Um, and they've inched a little bit closer, um, you know, to the top of the defensive ladder, you could say, I guess. So um, I'm, I'm happy with the way things turned out this week. Hey, guys, if you ever uh, or we appreciate you listening, if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. Uh, we are active on our, our Facebook group, Kingsland. We run that with our boy KC and Cap City Tony. Um, join that. Check that out. Um, if you ever want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can always find us anywhere at Kingscast. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.